This time on episode 321 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to be talking about Legion Season 3, Episode 7, and Episode 8, Chapter 26, and Chapter 27, the penultimate and final episodes of Legion, and your weekly Marvel news. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. This show is recorded on Sunday, March 1st, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Mmm, peanut butter. That's yummy. With jelly, with chocolate, and banana. Not all together. Okay, peanut butter, jelly sandwich, peanut butter and chocolate, and then, you know, peanut butter and banana. Sometimes peanut butter, banana, and chocolate. That would be okay. Especially on, yeah, that's... I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you... Worked your way back around to I've not had bananas and chocolate or bananas, chocolate and peanut butter, but I've had bananas and peanut butter once or twice. It's good. Yeah. It's so good. I actually have some peanut butter powder that I can use in a healthy shake and it actually tastes a little bit like chocolate. The peanut butter powder tastes like chocolate. It When you mix it with healthy ingredients, it kind of tastes a little bit like chocolate. Yeah. Well, that defeats the purpose. Not really. I mean, there's some peanut butter taste to it. It's hard to explain. It's good. And it's a good replacement for chocolate if you're trying to be healthy. Anyway, I think we should get on with the rest of the show because we got some Legion to cover. Yes, we do. Okay. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is coming in just a couple of months. The multiple Marvel small screen series such as Legion and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because cake is knowledge. If you'd like to talk to us about eating cake with knowledge, you can catch us on our website, legendsofshield.com. If you'd like to discuss what you would do in the astral plane, you can leave us a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you want to leave us a note about the weapons that you would choose in the astral plane, you can catch us on our Facebook page, Legends of Shield Podcast. You can join a debate about whether cake is a lie or knowledge on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can just try to describe the type of cake that David gives for knowledge to Charles on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geek. After ordering peanut butter, you can also tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of Shield skill. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still a proud member of the GunnaGeek.com network. Steven has not booted us off yet. Yet. Michelle, we are down a couple of agents today. 
Yes, we are. Now, Haley is moving. We discussed that last week, and she should be back in a couple of weeks. We're hoping, or at least next week. We're hoping for that. Lauren is still recovering from her move, and she is out again today. Moving! (laughs) I know, and my neighbor just put his house up for sale, and I'm looking around, looking at putting this house for sale. Not this year, just looking at all the work that I'm going to have to do between now and next year this time in order, if that is the go sign, if that is when I'm putting the house up for sale. There's a lot of work to do between now and then. Yeah, like packing. That's like the last thing on my mind. Actually, I'm thinking of trying to get rid of a lot of stuff so I would have to pack less. Oh, I did that too. I try to do that every time I'm, I've moved. It's awful. It's one of the reasons why I've switched to ebooks. It's not, I love paper and I love turning the pages. But when you have moved like three times in eight years, books are heavy. Especially when you haven't opened the box of books when you get to a place and then you're moving to another place and you haven't opened them. You're like, yeah, do I really need them? That's when the decisions come into play. So that is what Haley and Lauren have been dealing with. And we are hoping to have one or both of them back next week as we discuss Jessica Jones. But we're going to discuss Legion this week, the finale, the series and season finale of Legion. Are you ready to get into it? Sure am. Legion aired the penultimate and final episode of the series on August 5th, 2019 and August 12th, 2019. They were called Chapter 26 and Chapter 27, which honestly, we've done that quite a bit. It is just literally chapter by chapter. I'm not going to fault them for that because... We label every single Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode by the number. We're at 321. So they made it to 27. We're at 321. Are you saying that we're better somehow? No, we've just gone longer with the same gag. True. Okay. So chapter 26 had a creative team to it. Michelle, why don't you run it down? This episode was directed by Dana Gonzalez, has six directing credits starting in 2011, including One Pretty Little Liars, one Chambers, two Legion, and two Fargo. Written by Olivia Default. Has three writing credits starting in 2019, including two Preacher and five Legion. Also written by the creator of the show, Noah Harley. Has nine writing credits starting in 2006, including Six Bones, Three Unusuals. Wrote 19 episodes of Legion and 23 episodes of Fargo, which he also created. Chapter 27 was directed by John Cameron, who has six directing credits starting in 1978. Long time coming there. One episode of Xena, Warrior Princess. I was going to say Princess Warrior. Xena, Warrior Princess. One episode of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Michelle, have you watched those two series? I watched Xena. I started to watch Xena, and I think I got to the point where I met Hercules, and then I just haven't been back to it. I actually have all the DVDs. Can you believe that? You do? Yeah, I do. It's on the shelf right behind me. Yeah. I have a pang of jealousy right now. I'm sure you can stream them somewhere right now. I just don't know where. I'm sure, but wow, you actually have the physical form. I do. So I will be getting back into Xena Warrior Princess at some point in time. John Cameron, on the other hand, has two other credits, one episode of Fargo and four episodes of Legion. 
It was also directed by Noah Hawley, who's the executive producer, the showrunner of the show. The episode was written by Noah Hawley and Olivia Default. Now, Olivia has three writing credits starting in 2019, two episodes of Preacher and five episodes of Legion. By the way, Noah Hawley and Michelle ran down his writing credits before, but his directing credits are three episodes of Legion and three episodes of Fargo. So it does have some experience in the director's chair. They're his shows. Might as well. And it's special to be able to direct an episode of your show, but you don't want to pull that card a lot because directing the show takes a lot of time. And unless it's a penultimate finale episode sort of thing, you don't want to really waste your time doing it because there's a whole show you have to look after. Exactly. Where do you want to start? Episode chapter 26, chapter 27. I think as much as the screen time that there was, because there's slightly more than two hours. The second episode was a little bit longer. Where do you want to start? We learned David's version of time travel. He has a chapter zero. I think it says a lot about what was about to go. And I'll just read it. He said, who we were does not dictate who we will be, but often it's a pretty good indication. Time travel does not give one the opportunity to change oneself, but rather to eradicate oneself and allow something else to form in the wake of what once was. And in this is a sort of grace or madness, because if we don't believe in change, then we don't believe in time. Now, David's efforts this season were all into erasing the bad things that had happened to him. That was his primary purpose. He did have a secondary purpose, which was making Farouk pay for what he did, basically, or revenge against Farouk. I think that ultimately, do you think you could have both of them? That's, I guess, my question, because if you take your revenge against Farouk, can you really have a do-over? No. Because you're not wiping the slate clean. You're continuing the behavior. And it actually goes against what he said. Not to change oneself, but to eradicate oneself. He needed to become something else. And if you think about it, Farouk is right. David's a little boy who's scared and afraid because he was abandoned as a baby. Which is a very serious issue. Abandonment issues are real. And that's what he always wanted. He wanted a mother's love. He wanted a father's love. And he never really got that. It seems as though his adoptive parents maybe weren't that way. Or maybe because he found out he was adopted, he felt betrayed. Because that was season one. He kind of went through that in season one. Because really what gives him his power at the end is his mother his mother's love or his perception of his mother's love. And then of course that actual conversation that he has with Charles. David had the choice of one or the other. He ultimately chose at the very end through two hours of exposition and, and just getting to the final point that he chose to have a clean slate versus going after Farouk. Now the other thing with Farouk, remember from the beginning wasn't just all Farouk. There was some of Farouk in season one, but there was the Shadow King as well. And the Shadow King is a different entity for Farouk. Now they were joined together, but they are separate entities. And at the end, Farouk is his own entity. He is not the Shadow King. Now he admits that he made mistakes along the way, 
and he's grown older and wiser sort of thing at the end. But he wasn't a hundred percent culpable for what happened, basically, is what I'm trying to get to. Would you agree with that? Not really. When he lured what we actually learned is that we learned that Farouk lured Charles. It wasn't so much as like, hey, I have these powers too. Let's meet. Let's have fun. He actually brought Charles there. It was a trap. He did mean to either control Charles or perhaps damage him in some way. And then he actually even knew about David beforehand because he talked about how Charles just basically radiated this information about himself. He really didn't know control yet. And when... In the original time, when Farouk is in that battle and he goes, he decides to invade a little baby. He could have done the mature thing and gone to the astral plane. He could have tried to do something else. Instead, he latches onto David, basically saying that this is kind of like my son. Is Farouk completely responsible for David's mental condition? No, because we learned from his mother that. Her grandmother had the sickness. Her mother had the sickness. So again, as I talked about before, mental illness can run in their family. Will David have a mental illness? Probably. Will he be able to get early treatment and healthy treatment this time around? Most likely. I would think especially so. Now, I don't know if Charles and Gabriel are going to give him up or not. That's kind of left in the wind right now. But. I could see Gabriel taking the advice of Sid and watching out for it, or at least the conversations that she's had with Sid, right? And watching out for it to the point, if Gabriel is indeed in David's life, that he could get the help that he needs. Also, I thought along the way, what about Amy? She wasn't even discussed in this episode in the season. And there really isn't a need to it because at the end, the goal is to try to change everything. So hopefully David wouldn't have ended up with Amy and her family and all the bad things that happened to Amy might not have happened. According to Switch, which I'm jumping to the final episode, when it happens, not everything's supposed to be perfect, but everything's supposed to be better. So it's most likely that Amy didn't end up getting kidnapped and whose Lenny ended up being taken over with the body and such. Now with Lenny, Lenny was already on a certain type of path. Even before David, Lenny might still end up being Lenny because, and I think Amy probably had a better life. I wonder if Lenny got the help that she really needed to, rather than latching on to David in the hospital, which, you know, they got out, but, only through superpowers, basically. Well, Lenny died. Yes, at the end of the series, right? But I was thinking... No, well, okay. The first version of Lenny died, and then her consciousness was held by Farouk, and then put back into Amy's transformed body in season two, and then Lenny permanently died <laughs> in season three. I was thinking where the intersection of Lenny with the legion show would have been and that is in the hospital in the very beginning yeah. at at season one in my opinion so david's not there sid might still be there i don't know but david's not there so that is something that might have 
caused her to get the help that she needed in the hospital instead of not getting the help that she needed and leaving the hospital. Okay, I see what you mean. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. She got the right help. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, Amy is David's stepsister from adopted her, sister. Yes, from I was going to say from the foster family, but yeah, adopted family. Let's talk about Switch. You brought up Switch. Switch, I did I had no, you know, this whole season I'm like, "Oh, poor Switch. What is going on with her?" But then it really came together in the final episode. I mean, it took a long time to get there and and Switch just had a tragic season. But at the end, she really was in a better place herself. Yes, she was in a shell. She was basically a baby who had to learn how to time travel, how to understand time. In the hallway, her father says, look, all your teeth are gone. Those are baby teeth. And they've been replaced by wisdom teeth. And we learn that her father and her are Fourth dimensional time beings. At the end, she actually says, I'm time. Yeah, it's kind of a cheap way out, I guess. But she did thank Sid for being nice to her at the end while she was human. I thought that was a nice touch. And she made sure that everybody had a nice ending. And she made sure that everybody understood that they made the world, the universe, a better place. That the universe owed them. And they did great things for the universe and thank you, but this is the end of your journey, basically. And everybody understood that and anticlimactic a little bit at the end, but it was what made everything better at the, all those division people that died along the way. I mean, we've been treating them like red shirts, but they're people and they've been dying along the way and just everything that's been happening to the world and to people is now no longer going to happen, at least in the context of Legion. Switch can't make everything rainbows and unicorns. All she could do was say that their lives were going to be better because David was actually going to be raised by his parents. David raised by his parents creates a better world for them. It doesn't mean Sid isn't going to have all those issues growing up, Switch does say that she's going to end up glorious. It doesn't mean that she won't go through that pain, but instead of meeting David and going through that pain as well, after some time, she'll have a glorious, maybe a glorious adulthood and all that type of stuff. So Sid and David might not ever get together. They're almost made for each other, at least at the beginning, until David really goes off the deep end on her. They're probably not going to get together. And David also says to Farouk, yeah, it's probably not happening. Once Farouk said, come find me, we'll rule the world together or something like that. And David's like, no, I don't think so. There is some parting of the ways here. One of my favorite scenes is actually between the the two Farouks, where present day Farouk actually looks at himself and it's just like, how come I was so bitter? How come I was so petty? And giving himself the glasses. This is what I experienced as David. And it almost seems as though, even though he was thousands of years old, it was the first time he actually lived a life. A life with needs and and wants and problems. And I think that was just very interesting how he had to teach himself the value of life, even though being alive for as long as he was. 
and it was almost instantaneous. It happened in the course of like a minute on screen or something like that. The final battles were interesting. You had Sid and you had the Carries battling the Time Demons. And then you had, as you just mentioned, the two Farouks. What we're talking about is David goes into the past with Switch to the point where Charles is going to battle Farouk in the original time frame. Farouk, remember, in the previous episode, gets banished to the land without time, and it ends up being a picture that's in Farouk's mansion way back with the Charles and original Farouk battle, and then he ends up coming out of that picture and being there. So you got two Farouks, you got the original Farouk from the battle time, and then you have the Farouk from the airplane that we just saw in the previous episode. You have Charles, who's real time back when David was a baby, and you have David, who has gone back in time with Switch. So you have the Farouk and David from the future, and then you have Charles and Farouk from the past, and they're set to battle each other. So you had that split up into dance partners, and then you had the Sid and the Carries battling the Time Demons. That's it. That's your final battle. That's your big boss battle. I like how Mel Carey figured out that if they combined their bodies, they would have more time energy. And that's how she was able to fight. And (laughs) and female carry is just like, there's no better way to go out than in battle. It's like very Klingon of her. Today is a good day to die. (laughs) And I don't even think they had Star Trek there. But yeah, she's doing that. And then she ends up aging because of her battle with the time demons. And then there was that moment where she's just like, I can't call you old man anymore, can I? He said that to her yeah. was yeah. you can't call me old man anymore because she was old as well but they are separated and then now remember they're not really brother and sister no but in the end she says i should call you brother exactly so they live happily ever after until they wink out of existence we actually don't see them wink out of existence well basically it is presumed that everybody's going to switch in the time halls, she's like, I have one more thing to do. And basically, she found the button and she hit reset to make sure everybody fades out and we get the, the different timeline. So I would love to travel to the astral plane and somebody give me a cake. And by eating the cake, I would just learn the knowledge versus having to study multiple years in school and, and everything like that. I've done the school thing. You know, I've got advanced degrees and astronautical engineering and other stuff and it's a lot of pain i would much prefer just to eat the cake and learn yeah why talk when you can hand your dad a? I don't know it looked like a red velvet cake yeah it looked like uh some maybe red raspberry or something like that in between layers of yellow or white cake with whitish frosting almost like a wedding cake so to speak hey i like red velvet cake especially with cream cheese frosting mm-hmm. that's the way to go Peanut butter, cake. We're making ourselves hungry, aren't we? Yeah, well, that's every episode of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we record around dinner time. But we did have the other scene. We had Legion versus Farouk in the same astral plane, which he knew that was going to happen. Farouk, you know, he held his own for a while, but then Legion overpowered him. Actually, in the end, 
Farouk got him into a straitjacket. And that's when he basically said, you're that little boy. And he's in the straitjacket. And that's when we get the really cool duet version of Pink Floyd's mother. A lot of music in these last two episodes. Actually, the last three or four episodes. Yeah, and at the end where she touches him, and that's when he he's able to break free of the straitjacket, and it actually turns into Farouk. Past Farouk. It was a little bit trippy. Very. And then in the end, it all gets erased. It does. The other big thing that we find out is the time demons are actually kind of children of Farouk in the mansion. That's what I... Is that right? I totally misread that then because there's a bunch of children in the mansion, right? The children in the mansion are... Past Farouk tells his story. There was a king who was a tyrant and was rich but everybody else starved a lowly person himself came and overtook the king you learn that the monkey is actually the former king and the girl who was shy actually holds the memories the brains the consciousness of all the supporters of the king those kids are from that battle okay yeah the time demons we learn are actually little guard dogs for the time stream. And because there was nobody there to control them, they got to run amok. And then we learned we saw Switch's father below the whistle and able to put the little guardians in their place. They were definitely trained at the end. And Switch actually uses that training at the very end too, basically banishing them back to where they came from instead of attacking Sid and the carries. So here's my question. And this is a little conspiracy theory that I have is that somebody who owns the rights to the mutants told FX reset everything because we don't want to screw around with Charles Xavier on the screen. This was separate. It was very clear that it was separate from the Disney stuff. I understand that. But if you have any sort of ending that doesn't give you a reset, then all of a sudden you've changed Professor X's backstory. When did the takeover happen? Because if the takeover happened after production of Legion was done, then the conspiracy theory has no weight. Because otherwise, this is, I think this is the story that Noah Hawley wanted to tell. Because that's the thing about when you've read the comics about Legion, there's different versions of him. He is so powerful that he either ends up ruling everything, controlling everything. Remember the episode last season where we got all the different versions of David and one of them was him who took over a company and then ended up taking that company worldwide. And he basically was a CEO who controlled all this type of stuff. That is one version of David. He, again, like we saw it here, you know, he was daddy. He said he was God. That is the comic book version of Legion where he does get that twisted. I am a God. I can control everything. I can send my consciousness here and there. I can 
change whatever. He is that type of character. And there are ways to defeat him that doesn't involve resetting a timeline. But that's what he decided to do was we should have seen it when I rewatched it. Basically, in like the first episode, you kind of knew what he was already going to do. And he already knew what he wanted. We, it was just a question of if he was going to get it or not. And he got it. David got what he wanted. He did. Now, let's back up a second. I did not say this is what Disney wanted. I said the people that own the rights, which at the time was not Disney. Disney could have weighed in eventually when they were in contractual negotiations. I don't know. But basically, when Noel Hawley got this go-ahead, it was the go-ahead of, we're going to reset everything from the get-go so that we're not messing with any of the movies that are out there or anything like that. And you're right, comic book stories, even though I haven't read them for everything that I've seen, do end up in this way. And you're right, we should have seen it coming for the beginning, but... We didn't know what timeline we were on. We didn't know what year we were in. We didn't know anything. And for that, I have to give it to Noah Hawley for being entirely obtuse to throw everybody off the scent all this time. Then you'd have to apply that logic to Gifted. And it doesn't apply to Gifted. I really think that it was a bubble and they allowed him to do this weird little story about a very intriguing character. That really, we never, David was always an unreliable narrator. We never, like you said, it always played with time and expectations. I really don't know how much longer this show could have actually gone on, considering the nature of David. So Gifted was a different entity. It was in the future, and it took into account things that kind of had happened before in the mutant stories that were told on the big screen. They made Polaris Magneto's daughter. That's not supposed to be in there. Uh, They really took, they took liberties with that. Just like Legion took liberties with this. Just like how Cloak and Dagger and Runaways took a bunch of liberties and tried to force themselves into the same, at least Netflix universe, whether the people in charge wanted that or not. It's one of those things I think where the creators were just like kids going, how far can I go without getting in trouble? You know, my curfew is 11. What happens if I come home at 11.10, 11.30, 12 o'clock? I just, that's what I feel like they were doing by just this whole, there was these episodes where we figured out, it's just, they can't say that they wanted Polaris to be Magneto's daughter, but boy, they really just plastered all this stuff there. Even though it's like, the executives might not want this to happen, but we're going to do this anyway. Exactly. I think it's very clear now with Kevin Feige and creative control that all of that is going to be erased, at least on the Fox side of the house. I don't know necessarily on the other side of the house, but on the Fox side of the house, I can definitely see that happening. And Legion was a nice wrapped up present because it doesn't affect anything from start to finish. We'll say that Professor X acted more so like a young Professor X in this last episode than we saw before and, and is more of the Charles Xavier that than we knew. And for that, I was pleased to see him again. I didn't know that we we're going to see him again. I was glad that we got that last episode with him. I like that he realized he made a mistake 
One of the things we don't get a lot of in the comic book is when Xavier realizes he messes up and actually says he messes up. So in the end, are you glad that you watched Legion? Considering how I like different storytelling, I am. This was a very unique television experience. I can't really compare it to anything else, which is good. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched all three seasons. In the end, I would agree. The cinematography was amazing. It had this psychedelic viewpoint to it with music and with the theme of the mutants throughout it. And yeah, I might have been hard watching a few of the episodes. Very heavy duty stuff. In the end, I'm glad I watched it. It was very unique and I would like for more stuff like this. I and mean, there's a couple other series that are on the tip of my tongue that I could name that are similarly unique, but I don't think as different as this was. So yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I probably won't watch it again, to be honest with you. There's too much other stuff that I haven't seen yet that I would like to watch for a first time rather than go back and watch Legion for a second time. I'm not going to own the Blu-ray set or the DVD set. I do own two seasons of it online on streaming, but I don't think I'll pick up the third unless I actually go back and want to watch it again. And who knows if these streaming services will be around at that point or not. It could be 10, 15 years in the future. And if you've been listening to the podcast and going, I never recorded it on my DVR. I did want to pay for it. It is finally available on Hulu. This season is finally available on Hulu. Just as we end up wrapping up on it, it's finally available on Hulu. Go figure. Well, I will look forward to Haley and Lauren if they want to say some last words on it when they come back. We will definitely do that. But more than likely, we'll be talking about Jessica Jones, which we will be starting season two. This is part of us taking the Netflix series in chronological order of which they came out. The last series that we touched was The Punisher. This is the next series in line, in timeline that they came out, was Jessica Jones Season 2. We are aware that the Netflix series are canceled, and we have more news on that in a second. But yes, we are going to be going back and taking two episodes a week, Jessica Jones Season 2, Episode 1, a.k.a. Start at the Beginning, and Season 2, Episode 2, a.k.a. Freak Accident. Now, Michelle, have you watched Season 2 yet? No, I haven't. Wait, wait. Oh, sh- you actually, have. I have. I actually have. But I actually watched it when it came out, but that was two years ago. So I have completely forgot. Well, I haven't forgotten everything, but it's all kind of smooshy together. But I haven't seen any of the other Netflix shows. So Jessica Jones season two is the last one I've actually watched. And before we move on to news, I want to say, now do you understand why I've been upset? about how other TV shows have ended, considering how I've watched this episode of Legion, you know, Legion and then Avengers Endgame and then Runaways. Do you understand why I've had this frustration? I do. Now, another show that's like this at the end would be like Continuum. However, Continuum did have an ending and set it up for more. It was a time travel show. You expected that. Yes, I will agree. I can see, especially the shows that you're like, eh. Now, I recently watched Star Wars Resistance, which at the end was like, so that didn't matter either. And that was nowhere near the 
cinematography and the writing level that went into this show. I just felt like I had wasted time. I mean, it was a fun watch. I got to participate in the Star Wars universe a little bit more, but in the end, it didn't matter with Star Wars. Uh, This, you could say that, yeah, this has been part of the universe, even though it's in its own little bubble. But yeah, I get your where you're coming from, especially the way that all the Marvel shows have kind of just during the transition to from Marvel TV studios to Marvel film studios and Kevin Feige controlling everything and Disney buying everything. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from. Thank you. Because when we were talking about Runaways, I actually put in the show notes, you know, this, but it's a spoiler and then this. And that's why I I didn't want to talk about because I knew how this ended. And that was one of the things I'm just like having to keep my mouth shut about. I'm glad you understand my frustration about how it's just all these things in a row. It was just all this stuff like smooshed together. And it's just like, it. yeah, it's like too many, too many. We are not going to cover the gifted episode by episode on this show. And one of the reasons why we're not going to cover the gifted is because it's meaningless to cover it at this point. Yeah, it doesn't have a big impact. We... We're going to cover the Netflix shows because we started covering the Netflix shows and we are, some of us are completionists and I understand that. So we started talking about all these Netflix shows. Let's go ahead and talk about them, especially as we try to figure out what to talk about from now until S.H.I.E.L.D. And then after S.H.I.E.L.D., we have to wait for the Disney Plus shows. And yeah. And the Disney Plus shows are going to be short runs and there's going to be time in between the movies and the Disney plus shows. And it allows us to fill some buffers between now and a couple of years from now, when we finally get through all these Netflix shows. Well, well we're taking them to a week. So yeah. we don't talk about these for two years. We talk about them for a year. I've did the math. Okay. It's going to be a year. It's going to be a year, including the Disney plus series. And with agents of shield. Yeah. We're, we're, we're with the oh, two okay. weeks to, to a week because it's 75 hours of television okay with netflix and then we've got 13 weeks of so yeah we're going to be talking about but that's why i we still need to do two a week so that way we're not talking about them in 2022 <laughs> i would like to get through them before they're pulled from netflix because at some point in time they are going to be pulled from netflix which is another good reason why we should do two a week yeah all right so as i mentioned next week we're going to start that with jessica jones and in the meantime we've got some news to go through Michelle, you pulled out a news story that I think is indicative of a couple of things, but I will refrain from comment until you get through it. Do you like stuff? Do you like the now Marvel Netflix shows where you will be able to, well, possibly own one because props from the Punisher and Defenders Netflix series are set to be auctioned. The auction will take place at the prop store's auctions facility in Los Angeles County this June with over 500 lots being offered. Each item sold comes with a Marvel and prop store certificate of authenticity signed by Marvel Entertainment Executive Vice President and Creative Director Joe Casada. Registration for the auction is currently available on popstore.com slash Marvel with bidding slated to begin in May. 
Moreover, Prop Store is holding a registration giveaway, offering Marvel fans a chance to win either a New York Bulletin newspaper featuring Daredevil in his original black costume or an original Frank Castle full costume from The Punisher. All right. Prop store auctions. This is not new when series are canceled. There is generally a prop auction. This allows things that they would just get rid of anyway to be sold off. So they make a little bit of money on it and the fans actually get a piece of the series. So have you bought anything from a prop auction before? No. I have not. I've considered it, especially with Defiance. I was considering it, but I decided not to because I'm like, okay, so 10 years from now, I'm going to have this thing from Defiance and my kids are going to be saying, dad, why do you still have that? You need to get rid of it. I don't want to deal with that later, you know, sort of thing. I'm just getting that old guys that eventually my kids are going to be talking to me about what to keep because they don't want to throw everything away when I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing in life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I decided not to, if there was something big that came along, I'm, I might, but if there was something big that came along, it would probably be more money than I would want to spend. on. So that said, this happens and fans are delighted in it. There has been talk about these series continuing on Disney plus once their contract time of exclusivity ran out with Netflix, which we believed was two years from the cancellation. We're coming up on that time. I have heard of prop auctions before and series coming back in terms of movies and series later for another series or two. Again, I can't think of any on the tip of my tongue, but I know it's happened. So these series are not necessarily dead, but I can't blame Netflix for going ahead and selling off because they own this property and it's time to get rid of it. So you're basically saying that they're willing to sell it for cheap to people before Marvel comes along and demands it? Before Marvel can use it in their production of a new series. That sounds like some very bitter marriage divorce type of stuff. It is. And because Disney can't officially announce the fact that they are going to continue any of these series, as far as Netflix is concerned, these are dead series. So it isn't necessarily a bitter divorce thing, but I could definitely see it from their point of view. Like, Oh, our time with this stuff is just about over. We need to get rid of it before Disney can request it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I know I'm not normally a conspiracy person, but I am picking up what you're putting down. So no confirmation whatsoever for me. I don't want to, point this out as a legends of shield exclusive that netflix is really sticking it to disney or anything like that i'm just saying i could see it being a consideration but i can also see it as being totally altruistic where they're like okay this is it you know we're not going to use these props anymore let's get rid of them so we don't have to pay for the storage anymore and we can put other things in the same storage units i mean storage is not cheap and it's cheaper than other things but eventually you're storing a lot of stuff and you just need to get rid of it. So, yeah. Anyway, that was a interesting news story that you popped up. Yeah, I figured we talk about the Netflix shows. It'd be a good one to talk about. Yeah, since Jessica Jones was the last one aired, I would believe that would be the last one to have a prop auction. Just in time. Wasn't the Punisher, like Punisher and Jessica Jones, weren't they canceled at the same time? Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, 
I'm a little scratching my head over why they would rush with the Punisher. These are the first auctions that we've seen, right? I think they actually had an auction before. Okay. Yes, they had a previous auction featuring props and costumes from Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Okay. So this is Punisher and Defenders, and then Jessica Jones would come next. All right. Oh, it seems as though there's going to be, for those who missed out on that auction, this new one will also feature memorabilia from those three shows, as well as from Jessica Jones. Okay, so Jessica, okay. all right. It seems like they're cleaning house. Why not? All right. We will see how this goes. And if you are listening to this and if you're interested in any of those props and if you happen to pick up anything from the prop auction, we would love to hear what you bought. And in the meantime, Michelle, I think it's time for you and I to ascend to the fourth dimension and just disappear. I meant to talk to you about the Sid and David disappearing at the end. Did you think that was an appropriate final disappearing? Yes. Okay. Especially after she said, I didn't do this for you. I did it for him. And she met the baby. Yep. I, I'll, I'll have to agree with that. And I was thinking in terms of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe we should do that. You, you and I just disappear like that. <laughs> okay. Sure. But not today. Not today? Far in the future? Yeah. Well, maybe in the... Well, I don't know. Maybe we have to go in the past to do that, right? Uh, Maybe? Yeah. I don't... It's timey-wimey stuff. We need Haley. Okay. We would have to go back to when you were doing your first Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, that would be back in 2014. Oh, I don't know if I want to go back that far. And it was really cold because it was in January and it was in Milwaukee at Beef's House. This is really cold. Oh. Anyway, I want to thank all our listeners for sticking with us through Legion. We hope you've enjoyed our commentary with it, and we've hoped you enjoyed Legion because it was, as we both mentioned, a fun watch. We're going to continue on with the Netflix shows. I know a lot of our listeners wanted us to continue on with the Netflix shows, so we're going to be doing that. So if you have any comments about season two of Jessica Jones, please let us know. We would love to hear what you thought about it as we review the episodes. Yes, thank you to everyone who listens and downloads and also interacts. I forgot to put this in the show notes, but I actually got a tweet from at Badger Spoon about talking about the uh, episode with Xavier and Gabrielle in the mental institution. So thank you for, you know, those sort of interactions. I appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hey, Michelle.
Hey. How are you? Okay. Had a pretty exciting weekend. Oh, really? I don't know. Exciting. I did a lot. I put a new hard drive in my computer. Oh, did it work? Yeah, this is the old one. Oh, a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, so I had two different computers going. This is my podcast computer. Oh, okay. Literally, this is the podcast. This is where all the magic is made. And I cloned the drive and I put the drive in there and it didn't work. And I had to do some things. I had to buy a program to clone and it then worked. I upgraded it to a terabyte SSD. The same thing, not a M.2. Although I haven't looked. Maybe there, maybe I can do an M.2 drive in there. Anyway, it's a SSD drive. So that's up and running. And I was running out of space with 500 gigabytes and I knew I didn't have time to, to go and see what I could move out and what I needed to keep there and everything. So I just decided to keep everything there and uh, buy a terabyte drive instead because they're relatively cheap. I got some gift certificates for Valentine's day for Amazon. So, or gift cards. And so I decided to use them on a new drive there. Uh, the other one was my laptop, my old podcasting laptop, and it had a corrupt OS on it, and it was a fifth generation i7 mobile processor, and uh, I ended up getting a, a newer one instead, but now I had a use for it, so I'm like, okay, I need to resurrect this just to be able to do a side project, because it's really the only computer I have outside the podcasting computers that would be capable of doing it that I have. So I wouldn't buy a new one sort of thing. And I had to put an M.2 SSD drive in as the OS because the old OS was one of these, you know, two and a half inch, 5,400 RPM drives. And I put an SSD in there and then I've got that original two terabyte drive it's not original. I upgraded it. Two terabyte drive in there. And then it's a 17 inch laptop. So there's enough space in there. And there's actually a hookup for a second SSD drive inside there. So the project that I'm doing is probably going to take a lot of data. I don't know if it's going to be two terabytes or not, but I was like, you know, I should probably just put all the stuff on the extra drive so I can take it to Wisconsin with me in the summer in case I need to do anything there. Uh, because the project is my parents' 50th anniversary scrapbook oh so the reason why i needed a dedicated computer is i bought a scanner a photo scanner a high quality photo scanner not like top of the line but as high quality as i could get as a reasonable price and i needed a computer to drive it so this is the perfect thing and i could take it with me and have all the files available in case anybody's like oh i want those files okay well let's do it right here I've been through this before. It happens. I got the second drive working. I, I had to buy a kit to mount it in there because there was no way to mount. And you don't want, especially in a laptop, like in a desktop, you might be able to get away with a, a loose drive in there, but not in a laptop because you're hauling that all over the place. So I put a bracket in and I had to an adapter card basically to go from the motherboard into it. And the ribbon strip that I bought was originally too long because I tried to do this years ago and just didn't get anywhere with it. But as it turns out, I, I was able to finally get it to work. This drive that I held up 
was a one terabyte drive that was, I think it might have been the original drive that was in that laptop. Uh, and I don't know if it's corrupt or whatever, but it would not read it for anything. I could put it in an enclosure and it can be read with another computer. But anyway, this took all days and I finally got it set up. I'm still waiting for the two terabyte drive to act as a storage drive. I was able to get it set up with an older 500 gigabyte drive that was in an older laptop that I had. So I, I know it works. So I did that. Hey, Michelle. Hey. How are you? Okay. Had a pretty exciting weekend. Oh, really? I don't know. Exciting. I did a lot. I put a new hard drive in my computer. Oh, did it work? Yeah, this is the old one. Oh, a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah. So I had two different computers going. This is my podcast computer. Oh, okay. Literally, this is the podcast. This is where all the magic is made. And I cloned the drive and I put the drive in there and it didn't work. And I had to do some things. I had to buy a program to clone and it then worked. I upgraded it to a terabyte SSD. The same thing, not a M.2. Although I haven't looked. Maybe there, maybe I can do an M.2 drive in there. Anyway, it's a SSD drive. So that's up and running. And I was running out of space with 500 gigabytes. And I knew I didn't have time to, to go and see what I could move out and what I needed to keep there and everything. So I just decided to keep everything there and uh, buy a terabyte drive instead they're relatively cheap i got some gift certificates for valentine's day for amazon so or gift cards and so i decided to use them on a new drive there uh the other one was my laptop my old podcasting laptop and it had a corrupt os on it and it was a fifth generation i7 mobile processor and uh, i ended up getting a, a newer one instead but now I had a use for it. So I'm like, okay, I need to resurrect this just to be able to do a side project because it's really the only computer I have outside the podcasting computers that would be capable of doing it that I have. So I wouldn't buy a new one sort of thing. And I had to put an M.2 SSD drive in as the OS because the old OS was one of these, you know, two and a half inch 5400 rpm drives and i put an ssd in there and then i've got that original two terabyte drive it's not original i upgraded it two terabyte drive in there and then it's a 17 inch laptop so there's enough space in there and there's actually a hookup for a second ssd drive inside there so the project that i'm doing is probably going to take a lot of data i don't know if it's going to be two terabytes or not but i was like you know i should probably just put all the stuff on the extra drive so I can take it to Wisconsin with me in the summer in case I need to do anything there. Uh, because the project is my parents' 50th anniversary scrapbook. Aww. So the reason why I needed a dedicated computer is I bought a scanner, a photo scanner, a high quality photo scanner, not like top of the line, but as high quality as I could get as a reasonable price. And I needed a computer to drive it so this is the perfect thing and i can take it with me and have all the files available in case anybody's like oh i want those files okay well let's do it right here 
I've been through this before. It happens. I got the second drive working. I'm, I had to buy a kit to mount it in there because there was no way to mount. And you don't want, especially in a laptop, like in a desktop, you might be able to get away with a, a loose drive in there, but not in a laptop because you're hauling that all over the place. So I put a bracket in and I had to an adapter card basically to go from the motherboard into it. And the ribbon strip that I bought was originally too long because I tried to do this years ago and just didn't get anywhere with it. But as it turns out, I, I was able to finally get it to work. This drive that I held up was a one terabyte drive that was, I think it might've been the original drive that was in that laptop. Uh, and I don't know if it's corrupt or whatever, but it would not read it for anything. I could put it in an enclosure and it can be read with another computer. But anyway, this took all days and I finally got it set up. I'm still waiting for the two terabyte drive to act as a storage drive. I was able to get it set up with an older 500 gigabyte drive that was in an older laptop that I had. So I, I know it works. So I did that. How about you? How was your weekend? I watched stuff and I took a nap. I'm not really a napper, but yesterday I didn't feel very well. And I ended up taking a two hour nap, which is weird, which is weird for me. So it means I wasn't feeling very well. I wonder if it's the end of the flu season, because I don't think COVID-19 has hit us quite yet. Yeah. I think for me, it was stress. Okay. I had a review this week, and I'm very hard on myself. And my boss is just like, you know how you can just see all your flaws? My boss is just like, what? You're doing a good job. Everything's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I get that. I have my self-appraisal that's due this week in the midst of a major event that's going on for the next two weeks. Like last week, I got, actually, I got a day and a half off. So my weekend started Thursday at lunch and then I had a three and a half day weekend. So I had a lot I had to do, but I had a three and a half day weekend. I did go to the gym. I made sure I worked out, but I had other stuff going because I know the grass is going to start growing like within a week or two and I'll have to start mowing and I just wanted to do the winter inside projects. Anyway, I have this review that I have to submit my inputs for by the end of this week and I'm just wondering if that's going to happen or not because of the major project that's going on and I'm guessing I'm going to have to be working next Friday so I might, if, if I'm working long hours this week, I might take Monday off just to make sure I stay within the time, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. How do you want to get this one out? Fade away? I say ascend to the fourth dimension. Fourth or fifth? It's the fourth. Okay. They're fourth dimension beings. It's time. Time. Oh, I was watching Supergirl with Mixaplexic or whatever. Uh, He's from yeah. the fifth dimension. That's what. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, it was on the treadmill and just it was on the DVR because I hadn't deleted it, the series from that DVR. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to watch it. And I was like, that was such a lackluster 100th episode. That was their 100th episode. Uh huh. They made it a clip show. Oh. Well, I was thinking about that. It wasn't entirely a clip show. They redid no. scenes. So, okay. Yeah. 
But that was my first thought is, okay, we get a clip show. Now, story-wise, I'm thinking it's a little too little too late as per the Kara-Lena relationship. Yeah. Like, did they have it planned or were they like, oh, crap, we need to push forward this. We need to get these two back together again. I don't know. It's like, I think it's still recovering from having a lot of its team on crisis because they were tired, man. <laughs> and Ledges, oh my God, Ledges is suffering so much. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I watched that too. And I can see some cutesy things that could be coming out of this, but I, I just, my care factor is so low and, and it shouldn't be, but it is. So I think the biggest part, one, Sarah's not there. And two, they have this existing relation. They just put Zari's brother in there and now everybody's got this relationship with him. We don't know who he is and we're supposed to care about him and Charlie this week. It's like, I don't know who you are. You, you smoke pot and you stole the thing. Like, what else do you do? Oh, like you just figured out you could stop bullets, but you've been there as long as Zari was supposed to have been there. And you just now figured that I just, it's not like the Constantine thing for me, it's him. And now they have Zari this way and they're trying to work her in, but it's like, it's, they should have realized something was wrong. They fix it. We get our gang back together. Duh in. Not to mention Nora is sitting there playing a second part just to get screen time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that they're working her in to get screen time, but it's like, that's what they're doing. It's like, oh, we don't have anything for you to do, but we want you to be on screen longer. So let's make the second part up for you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, get the brother off of there. Just, I want my old Zari back. Are, are, I miss Mick and Sarah. It, I don't know what they're doing with Ava right now. I mean, I get it. She's supposed to be sort of like post, I'm not in charge of the time bureau type of thing. But it's like, come on, really? Just her and Gary. Yeah. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.